0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of It Matters How We Treat One Another, the Social Psychology. Show. I am your host, Matthew David Vasco, and I want to open this episode by saying something I probably should have said in the first episode, which is that the purpose of this show is to be uplifting and to try to help us all in our daily interactions. It's not meant to be a substitute for any kind of support you will receive from a mental health professional. And I want to say this. If you're struggling, then by all means, seek the help of a mental health professional. There's no shame in that because mental health is health. Just like you would go to the emergency room if you break your arm, you should go to a mental health professional if you're suffering from anxiety or depression or whatever might be troubling you. And... I know we probably don't hear this enough, so I want to make sure that I say it, which is if you need medication to treat your depression or anxiety or any mental illness, then by all means, please take your medication. It takes discipline to stay on medication, but it's worth doing. Sometimes it takes time for it to kick in and to really start to work. And it might take two or three medications till you find that just right one, but it is worth doing. Many people can be mentally healthy with the help of medication who would otherwise probably have a terrible struggle. So please take your meds, stay on your meds. This week, we'll be continuing on the topic of despair and the possible remedies for despair. Last week, I mentioned that community and connection are proven ways to lift ourselves out of despair because we humans are social creatures, thus my passion for social psychology. My guest this week, Dr. Zaneda Stewart-Robles, is a doctor, but Zeneda is not the kind of doctor you might think of when you think, Oh, well, we're going to talk about despair. My guest and I will be pondering this question Can you sing yourself out of despair? See, Dr. Stuart Robles is a doctor of choral music and works as a singer, conductor, and a composer of choral music and so we're going to be talking about what a chorus might be with regard to being a source for community and connection so we'll be talking a lot about uh, lifting yourself out of despair through music so stick with us but first This is from one of our viewers, Gina, watched our first episode on YouTube and wrote to me asking if I had ever heard of Mel Robbins and her five-second rule. I checked out Mel's website, mallpaper.com, that's M-A-L-P-A-P-E-R.com, and it says that the main purpose of the five-second rule is to break our thought patterns while making a decision. Basically, if you're feeling stuck and you count down from five and force yourself to move or do something, take action, this interrupts your thought process and sets you on a new path. I see how this could be helpful when we're talking about things like we did the last episode, such as suicidal ideation. Because in interviews with people who have attempted suicide, researchers have discovered that in many cases, the urge to take one's own life was only with a person for as little as 10 minutes before they acted. Just 10 minutes. So if we apply Mel Robbins' five-second rule to this situation, if you're feeling stuck, in a mind frame of suicidal ideation, where you're considering harming yourself, then count down from five. Five, four, three, two, one, And then get up and take a 10-minute walk around the block. Count down from five and phone a friend. Count down from five and call 988, the National Suicide Crisis lifeline. Basically, count down from five and then break the cycle. Break out of that sort of mind frame that you're trapped in. The five-second rule could literally save your life. So thank you, Gina. This is the kind of thing I want to encourage with this show. I really want us to use the show to build a community of caring individuals. So thank you, Gina, for writing and thank you for that tip. One thing we're going to do each episode is have our inspiring news segment. Um, like I mentioned in the first episode, if you love uh this segment and want to be part of it, um, and uh, things are happening in your neck of the woods that are, interesting and inspiring, perhaps something really fantastic is going on there with a nonprofit organization or someone is working hard to help people in need, then please email me at mdvasco at gmail.com. That's M as in Matthew, D as in David, Vasco at gmail.com. And let me know. This week's inspiring news story comes from Goodnewsnetwork.org. And the title of uh, the uh, story is Humans are Living Longer All Across the World, and the male female longevity gap is closing. I thought this was a piece of hopeful news. It's kind of uh, uplifting to hear that uh, we might all get to live a little bit longer or that people are living longer in general, that uh, maybe, you know, grandpa and grandma will be around for the grandkids a little bit longer. This is all good news, Um, and uh, I think part of what is uh, lending to this this article is that we're learning more about aging and we're learning more about taking care of our health. Uh, Here's a quote from the article. The authors split world populations into five clusters and found each area demonstrated longer life expectancies and fewer disparities between genders over the last 30 years. They also said their data predicts that these trends will continue into the next decade. So there you have it, your inspiring news, news to lift you up, make you feel good and make you more hopeful for the future. And now on to our interview, can you sing yourself out of despair? with Dr. Zeneda Stewart-Robles and you'll want to stick around to the end of the interview to learn what you can catch choir leaders doing on Sunday mornings. And it might not be what you expect. All right, stay tuned. I am here with Dr. Zeneda Stewart-Robles. She is a singer, director, and composer of choral music. Welcome, Zaneta.
1: Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. I am so excited to have this conversation with you because we were chatting about this and I just thought we were on to something. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask you the first question and then people get a sense of what I'm talking about here. So... Our topic this month, of course, is the topic of despair. And my question for you is, do you think that participating in a chorus or group singing might be a possible remedy for despair?
1: Uh, The short answer is yes. (laughs) I think that the whole idea um, and the whole point of coming together and and singing with someone, the reason we do that is to create a sense of that some to create something that feels good. And that there the the very physical act of moving air through your body resonating you know using using the resonant structures in your body to create this to create this resonant vibrating sound and that sound meeting someone else's sound in the same room that that feels good and you just start there it's almost like you're guaranteed at the very minimum sort of this resonance massage how mm. wonderful is that if you're you know in a, in a difficult place to just even start there by resonating with your neighbor and imagine amplifying that you know by by two or by four or by six or you know by my choir our choir at neighborhood churches is 35 <laughs> that's a lot of lot of warm wonderful you know massaging resonance um that's just feel good and then if you put on top of that the things we sing about you know different you can sing about all kinds of things but this idea of artistic expression expressing yourself physically through through music is outburst you know this physical action of expressivity is such a release um that even when you sing about things topics and things that are difficult to handle or or Scary or sad. There's something that about that process that feels good and can inevitably help. Um, you know, in in difficult times, it's it's it, it's a definitely a, a therapeutic. It can be a therapeutic experience for many.
0: Sounds like there are a lot of elements there that contribute to well-being. Absolutely. And. Um, what uh, what might be sort of unique, or I don't, I want dare I say it fun, about being part of a choir community? <laughs>
1: um, hmm, I think it's 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 interesting. To be honest, um, I've been in my position as a director and a composer for a long time. Been a, it's been a little while since I've been in, this, in the seats of the choir. <laughs> so, um, but what I remember loving when I was actively singing in choir more often, um, you're on a team. You're on a team and it's your teammates. And, you know, ima- you know if you think about what do you do with an instrument? You play it, right? You play our instruments. You play music. Um, that word play, um, is it lost on me? And, and though we're not playing instruments, we have a bot like essentially our bodies are instrument when we sing. We're, we're playing our instruments too. Um, you get to play. Like how much fun is that? Like that, that's just the bottom line. You get to play with your friends. You get to play on a team. Um, there's not an opponent necessarily. And maybe the notes on the page, um, sometimes they win. <laughs> and then it's funny, you know, and then you, you make mistakes and you make, you have triumphs. And you fail, and then you succeed, and then you get the support of your your community around you, supporting you, and, you know, um, you get to perform for them, and you get to receive their gratitude. Um, that is so gratifying and so fun to be able to do on a weekly basis.
0: And what about, like, less formal sing- singing, like singing at church or some sort of community community singing that isn't maybe as structured as a chorus. Do you feel like people might see a benefit there as well?
1: I hope so. You mean like when you're in the congregation, maybe, and you're like singing hymns or something, kind of. That was kind of Um, what I was
0: thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm well, I am uh, notoriously adamant about congregational singing. (laughs) Um, And I'm, I really try to encourage the congregation to sing because I believe in the benefits of that. And one of the benefits I, I believe in is, is the fun of it. I mean, especially, you know, there's there's something about this kind of informal engaging in investing in um, using, using your body to create art, um, which is kind of what we do when, when we're singing, even when we're just singing hymns or, you know, just singing the, you know, the singing out song, you know, there's that song. Think about the feelings when we when we sing our kids out, you know, at neighborhood church, we we have a little song that we sing, right? Um, and it's familiar, and it has, and it's special because it has our uu words, and everybody kind of knows how it goes, and everybody is so uplifted by it. And no matter what's going on in the service, that song always gets smiles and laughs because it because it feels good. Um, that's kind of an example of you know, kind of informal singing. Um, I think at its at its best. Um, there are other examples too. Think about a, you know, think about a huge football game at a big old stadium with hundreds of thousands of seats, and you know, a whole bunch of people singing We 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 Rock You. What feels better than that? I mean, that <laughs> is just and me, because 'cause I'm a choir, and I'm like, that's a choir. It is. That's what it is. It is. <laughs> you can't get much better than that.
0: What about somebody who feels like their quality of singing is a barrier to them singing in a chorus? Like I could just imagine a listener saying, oh, okay, so so maybe singing in a chorus would be good for me if I'm feeling a little down or something, but I, I'm not a great singer. What would you say to them?
1: There, there is a skill. Well, there are various types of choruses. There are various skill levels, and um, there are various entryways into singing. Singing is an activity. It's an art. It's an art form. <clears throat> Anybody can make art, you know. But some people are more skillful at it than others. And there's always going to be beginners. Well, what do you tell a beginner? You got. You have to start somewhere. And so, if if you know, for beginners out there who are thinking they might want to try something like this, or, that they're not confident in their skills and they might be struggling like that, a low stakes, um, non um, uh, a low stakes, casual sort of, you know, setting, like a con- like a church congregation, you know, just singing simple things like that. That's a great place to start. Um, and and understanding that it's not about how good one sounds because that's subjective, you know, like one person's opinion of good is 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 different from another person's. It's different from another person's, and so you can't really go by that. You have to go by Um, what it feels and how it feels and how it connects you to the person singing next to you, you know. And with always the the goal always is to is to connect, is to blend, is to harmonize, is to sing in unison. And you can. And the thing about singing is when it's working, excuse me. And when you start to get it, you really you you actually feel this satisfying sense of unison or satisfying unison meaning everybody's singing the same note right you can feel that and you start to be able to feel the satisfying sense of harmony and you get the hang of it many you know most of the time people get the hang of it with it with a little bit of practice and as you get more used to it as it becomes more you know more natural, more easy, you learn the songs, you learn the tunes. Eventually you can do more and more challenging things to the point where, you know, you're ready to take your skills a step further and perhaps, you know, um, become a part of a, a regular ensemble or something like that. But, you know, um, there's a place for everyone to start um, and to, um, int- you know, there's an entry way in um, for every person who might have an interest.
0: Speaking of starting, where would someone maybe stumble upon a chorus or find a, is there are there databases out there how does a person find a chorus to get involved with
1: oh matt well you know we have the internet at our fingertips it's just like the whole of human you know information and and knowledge right absolutely start with the internet look i mean start i would do a search for community chorus in your area um, community chorus is a is a really good place to start. A lot of times there are community choruses. Sometimes they there there are there are some that require auditions. Um, some are <clears throat> excuse me. Some community choruses uh, are sticklers about being singers being able to memorize stuff and hear stuff and sing it back. There are many singers are very they they sing by ear. They're really really good. Like if they can hear a song on the radio, they can pick it right up right away without looking at any music they don't really have any they don't really have formal musical music training um from schooling or anything like that but they they get music and they sing they sing all the time and they can pick up a song right away a lot of community choruses really value that asset in the singer other choruses require singers to have a little more um skill and knowledge behind them in terms of training or experience and sight reading reading music Um, and some people are better are actually better at that that's that's more their comfort level they prefer to read a read a piece of paper that has notes going across a staff rather than to um, have to memorize something so different fingers bring different skill sets there's a choir for for every skill set and for every entry level Um, an internet search is a great way to start Um, and again um, you know I'm I a I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna hide the fact that I am a proponent of churches. And any many, many denominations have um music that is accessible. It's designed for um sort of this low stakes um, casual community singing, um, that gets everybody involved in a way that is that is not intimidating. That's 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 and that's where I got my start. It starts in 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 our congregations. Um, it's something that I'm I'm always hoping, um, you know, we'll, our society will kind of take notice of as a as an opportunity for us to find connection and 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 um and in, in a place where we can nurture ourselves um, artistically and musically.
0: What are some possible hazards or downsides to singing in a chorus? What what should people be aware of? <laughs>
1: funny it's funny because I think of hazards and downsides and I was like um there have been instances of uh choir members um you know occasionally there's there's the occasional you know conductor tyrant stay away from those you don't want to end up in a choir where where it's all about the person you know on the podium um and that that happens you know conductors like to lead, like power and, and sometimes sometimes singers come away disenchanted with singing because they encounter they encounter a leader that doesn't really um that isn't really catering to the needs of the choir members. Um fact that, that can happen. Um other hazards, you know, but I mean, you know, but then just you know, do a Google search and find a different choir, you know, or or um other things, just being mindful of vocal. There, there are aspects of singing. We, we have to be careful. You can over sing. You can hurt yourself. Singers are athletes. You know, um, and it's, like I said, singing is. It's like a. It's like being on a team. It's like being in a sport. You can hurt yourself if you overdo it, um, or if you do it um, without very good technique. Um, and so, it's helpful to be in an ensemble where, where. Uh, Excellent or at least decent vocal technique is taught where you're encouraged to maintain a good posture and you're encouraged to breathe with a healthy breath that's supported um, and full and where you're encouraged to open your mouth with lots of space and in resonance. Um, all of those things can help keep you in good shape so you don't hurt yourself when you think.
0: Very good. How can you sort of break the ice when you're new to a chorus? How do you kind of get to know people a little bit?
1: I think once you start, it's it's interesting singing next to someone and like your your voices resonating together, sort of does it for you. I, I at least for me, it always has. You know, I'm, the person I'm, the people I'm singing next to, it's almost like you kind of you as soon as you open your mouth and you're all singing together, singing the same thing or singing harmony or you know just once singing happens together, there's a physical, sounds weird, but there's a physical intimacy that takes place, and that's a connection. And once you have that connection, it makes, it makes you know, engaging in a conversation a little bit easier because you've shared something. Um, that's one of the beautiful things about singing is that it creates an experience that's shared and a physical connection that's shared that makes it um, inevitable that you're, you're going to, you know, connect on some level. It doesn't happen, you know, all the time. And, it's, you know, it can be challenging for some more for some than others, but that could, that you can't, that singing, that experience of singing together and having that, that physical connection through sound is undeniable.
0: Excellent. And what made you decide to commit yourself to choral singing, directing, and composing as a career?
1: I love, i always loved music. And I always have loved harmony, and I, from the moment, like as far as back as I can remember, I just love the way it feels and sounds to harmonize with with other people. I would harmonize with my brother. I try to harmonize with my friends. I harmonize with my husband. I harmonize with my teachers. I, you know, harmonize with my students. Um, anybody who I can get to harmonize with me, let's do it. <laughs> you know, um, and and so. Essentially, I brought what I loved to do as a child. I just was like, this is the only thing I want to do. This is what I want to do. And I that's, was like, this has to be my career. This is the thing I want to devote myself to. If I got to do this, you know, every day, all day, um, wouldn't that be great? And um, sadly, I don't get to do it every day, all day. But um, <laughs> I do love, I do love it when I – those times when – all of the desk work, the admin and, you know, the, or the organization, the score study, the practicing, the preparation, um, finally leads up to rehearsal day and we finally get into the rehearsal. and We finally start to get making me making music together. Um, I, it just kind of reinforces, I made a good decision. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Awesome. What types of things might a person learn being a member of a chorus?
1: Oh my god so much about your body so much about your voice um you'll learn about poetry you'll learn about history you'll learn you'll learn how math intersects with art and sound you'll learn how to you'll learn how to read maps that <laughs> reading music is like reading a map <coughs> excuse me um you oh so many things um you learn about, I said history. You learn about, you know, people's experiences. Um, just all kinds of things. Um, you re- you learn how different arts intersect. You learn about um, how how our music. You know, you learn di- music from different cultures. You sing in different languages. I just, it's just a a great way to find connection on so many levels um, by learning and engaging in so many different aspects of our humanity
0: and here's one for maybe our more experienced listeners when it comes to choruses what's the secret to getting that coveted solo (laughs)
1: well mm, the coveted solo if you're in an ensemble where um, there aren't already assigned soloists, because so some ensembles already have assigned soloists, in which case it's understood that these are the soloists, they'll be doing the solos. Mm. Essentially, you don't have a chance. <laughs> so, <laughs> but <laughs> but there are opportunities that can come along and some choirs, you can't, you can't buy for a solo opportunity. And in those cases, they will have they will have auditions and I mean the best thing you do memorize it. Memorize your solo. Um and you know remember why you want to do it. You know, it's the the and for me, you know, the best so I when I'm listening to soloists, the best solos are the ones that are well prepared and sound like um there that there is a connection like that the person really either believes in what they're saying or really is compelling um -hmm. they're really selling really bringing the character really understands what they're singing about um sometimes and you may you may have heard this you know you'll hear you know maybe you'll hear a soloist sing the star spangled banner sometimes we've all heard the star spangled banner soloist that just kind of goes off and sings all kinds of weird things and it's like what is this like it doesn't even seem like, sound like the Star thing Banner? It's like, why are we singing this? Is it, is it about the song? Is it about the pride in our country, or is it about your, your runs or your sound? You know, like, <laughs> my the best soloists are the ones that actually connect with me, you know, and the tell the story, or I, I can see their heart and soul is into, it and they understand why they're singing and what they're singing about. You'll get the solo that way.
0: Awesome, awesome. I think, well, I think that's a good tip. You know, to really put your heart and soul into it. that's good um so i i have like all these wonderful memories of singing in a chorus in high school and when it comes to community and connection last episode i talked about how community and connection can help us lift us out of despair lift us out of depression yeah um some of my favorite memories when it comes to community and connection happened after the singing was done. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's the same as true. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, the singing facilitate, helps to facilitate relationships and connections. I mean, so, so true story. I met my husband in choir. <laughs> you know, it's like you're singing together. You notice each other. You have you already have that in common, and then all of the exciting stuff starts happening outside when you realize, you know, well, there's more than this person than just the fact that we sing in the choir together. You know, it kind of unlocks this, all you know, all these other wonderful aspects of of the people around you. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a way to connect to people. Um, the the singing. Isn't the only great thing? It's all the stuff and the ways that relationships can evolve um, and blossom afterwards.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I just think, um, you know, the more we we talked about it, the more I really felt like, um, you know, just having that something in your life to look forward to every week. Yeah, you know, um, that uh, that lifts you up, that makes you feel good where you're connecting with other people and, you know, sharing something special with them. You know, I just see all that is all sort of wrapped up in the good things, the feel good things about singing together in community or singing in a chorus.
1: Yes, absolutely. It does take some, you know, it takes some personal investment, you know, you have to be, willing to learn and and I think sometimes folks are surprised that you know it's it's that it's when you really focus your mind on remembering how the melody goes or remembering what the words go are you know it's that's when the magic really happens that's how that that's how that um, experience starts to take shape and creates an experience that is that really can um be you know and and the most you know uh i some cases occasionally you know people people really experience profound um have, ex- have profound experiences when they invest that that energy and 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 um effort into you know embodying this music through their bodies like that that's um it can be very very healing and wholesome
0: you you mentioned you mentioned um Feeling it through your body. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've, you know, um, Mm -hmm. seen performances you've, you've seen through from beginning to end before. And I do notice that your, your choruses tend to be physical. They tend Mm -hmm. to move. They're not just static people standing there, you know, uh, putting it all into their voices, but they actually, a lot of times, even have choreographed movements and things. Mm Do you want to say anything about that?
1: I mean, I, there are, there are other conductors and directors that encourage even more movement. I, I don't encourage movement as a, like a, as a technique, um, you know, like, like swaying or clapping. I, you know, every now and then I'll ask if if a song will call for that and I, you know, I just can't help it or make me, if it feels good, do it, you know, kind of thing. Um, but it is important, uh, I, I don't, I'm not ever trying to go for, like, static uniformity um or like this militaristic look you know or you have to be perfectly still because we're singing classical music i work with a lot of classical music right so um that part of part of posture you know which is one of those vocal those elements of our vocal technique that helps um mm. part of posture is being lifted and and free and flexible um and sometimes when you move when you feel it when you're really feeling the music sometimes your body will take on some of that rhythm sometimes and you and i always tell my singers i want you to be intentional with your movements you know if your movement compels you to have a gesture um that gesture could be very meaningful so i'm i would never discourage anyone from using a gesture that just like you know if, if the singer just that comes out of them you know all means i'm not going to stifle that that said i am uh i do and i do always ask my singers to be conscious and mindful that their movements are intentional and Mm. meaningful intentional and meaningful like if you don't real like if you're singing and you don't realize that you're going like this you Mm. know that that may be um that may be disrupting your vocal technique in Maybe you don't really want that. So even if you're feeling the music, perhaps from a technical standpoint, you know, maybe it's making you sound flat. Maybe it's causing you to drag, You know, other musical things. So movement is great when it's intentional and meaningful um, and connected. You know, um, efficiently to what you're doing. If it if it obstructs the, the the sound, if or if it creates inefficiency in the production, and it you know. It doesn't add to the result, and probably should be. You know, we probably should look at maybe a different choice. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's I can put it. <laughs> well,
0: that seems fair. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. Last question. Then I'll let you go. Um, how do you feel about people singing in their cars, singing with the stereo?
1: How, oh my God, that's of course you have <laughs> to sing with the stereo <laughs> loudly. Sounds. Oh, oh my God! One of my favorite things like this, I guess it was this past spring, I have this really distinct memory, you know, obviously I'm a church musician, obviously I'm a church musician, on Sunday, it's a little known fact that on Sunday mornings, church musicians are out in force on the freeway, and they're on, many church musicians are, they're, they were a little bit crazy, there's a lot of really crazy church church musicians driving very fast on the freeway, and uh-huh. If you're there's there was one. And if you're like me, you're listening to class, What else? Classical choral music on the freeway, of course, right? Everybody's in it. <laughs> so on the freeway driving like a maniac, Beethoven's nine comes on the on the radio, and I'm like, yes! and at the top of my lungs, I, you know, just <laughs> 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 the freeway all the way to church. Like, if I could do that, I'll, it's so fun. Like, oh yeah, I would do that every day. Um, it feels so good. Thing at the top of your lungs in your car, I just don't have
0: a net. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Good advice. All right. Well, thank yes. you so much, Zaneda.
1: You're very welcome.
0: All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was our interview with Dr. Zaneda Stewart Robles. She is a joyful spirit. And I hope. That maybe she's got you considering joining a chorus for community, connection, and uplift. And now for your takeaway. Your takeaway for this week's episodes are one, remember the five second rule, count down from five, and then move your body or take action in order to break out of a negative thought pattern. Two, sing sing in the shower, sing along with the radio in your car, or take that bold step of joining a choir for all of the benefits of choral music. Three, really put your heart and soul into your singing. Be free and flexible. Get your body into it. Move with intention and meaning while you sing. And finally, Have something in your life that you look forward to doing each and every week. If it's not a chorus, then maybe it's a class or a hobby, but make it a healthy habit. Just something that you look forward to every week and can keep looking forward to. Finally, please subscribe to keep up with all of our episodes and you can support the show by shopping our Etsy store at etsy.com shop slash it matters merch. There's a link in our description. Your quote for this week is we always like to end with a quote. And this week's quote is darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. By the Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr., as um, his holiday was uh, just recently. And that does it for this episode. Thank you to our guest, Doctor Zaneta Stewart Robles, and remember, treat everyone with kindness, respect empathy, and compassion. And try for acceptance and love whenever possible. Be well and much love to you all. Thanks a lot.